live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Here's the 3-2. Got him! Look it! And the inning is over! <laughs> Look at the Sandman! He is fired up! It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Little blooper towards second, and a reaching, diving catch made by Diego. Wow. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. He blasts one to left, hits deep, track, whoa, go! Swung on and driven to left and deep, and it is gone! It's a walk-off grand slam for Peyton Graham, and you can unhitch the wagon! What a comeback! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Uno days to the spring game. Just remind y'all, in case any of you forgot, have amnesia. Uno days to the spring game. Uno days to the spring game. Can't do that. Good. That's good. That's a good thing. Uno days to the spring game. I think I might try my hand at being a. DJ. You can't go the whole countdown in English and change it to Spanish on the last day. Uno, days of the spring game. Oh, uh, Spanish Sooner, what's his name that's been texting us? The Sooner Spanish teacher, yeah. Yeah. I'm inspired. Uno, days of the spring game. All right, good morning, everybody. It is a new day. We did it. We did it. We did it. We made it to Friday, everybody. I think. We didn't let you down yesterday. We still had it. I heard you. <laughs> April 22nd. I wrote the wrong date on my thing. Friday, April 22nd. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. Because I am not happy with you, Okay. What did I do? I was expecting an email with you doing your countdown that we would be able to play yesterday. It wasn't here. I had to had to scramble Uno, yesterday. Days of the spring game. You, know, no, I, you just I think failed on everything actually, yesterday. I, I think that was actually pretty good. I appreciate you doing the two days. I, 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 as soon as the show open started rolling, I thought, oh, man, I should have cut a two days and sent it to him. And then you played it anyway. I was like, look at them. Way to go, guys. I was happy about that, actually. <laughs> Let me finish greeting everyone, okay? Go, go ahead, greet right, Good morning, everybody. We made it to Friday. Big weekend on deck. Big, 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 big weekend on deck. And we are here to help you get there, get started. Nose to nose with the weekend, as my buddy Gary England would say. Uh, we got a lot to do here on the ref, the home of Sooner fans today. Brought to you every day. This, this year's show is by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, X-O-E, Extreme Outdoor Equipment. You know you're out there. You got your first mow of the year in, maybe. Uh, If not, you probably need to. And you're realizing, you know what? 
I don't think my I don't think my mower's gonna make it another year. Go get you a bad boy, like I did. I'm telling you, it'll help your self confidence. Every part of you, you'll feel more, you'll look more manly to your wife. Trust me, you walk in after riding that bad boy around, and she's gonna have a sparkle in her eye. DJ, they're selling more than just lawn mowing equipment. They're selling happy marriages at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. They are a full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, implements, and their slogan is try it before they buy it, try it before you buy it. Both locations have a couple of acres of grass, and they encourage customers to take their mowers for a spin before deciding which mower is right for them. Bad boy is made in America, and it's been one of the top brands of mowers for more than a decade. I'm back today, TJ. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. That's good. How was the show yesterday? Um, I would say I give it like a B minus. Okay. I would say a rough first hour, very solid second and third hour. Huh. Okay. I may have gotten Drake married yesterday during the show, which would really? be the greatest accomplishment that's ever happened in the history of the T Row in the morning. What show. happened? I don't even know how we even got on the conversation of Drake being a single man. And I mentioned something about the uh, John Wayne Gacy documentary I've just started that's new on oh, Netflix. Boy. And I knew Drake wouldn't watch it because he's scared of those things. Yeah. It got brought up. And some girl started texting the show. I'm trying to send her up to Rudy's last night. Suddenly she's dropping into his DMs. I don't know what's going on. She's a crime, oh. uh, true crime documentary loving girl. And I said, maybe crazy kids can find love in this world. And I... I think I'm going to, uh, this is the beginning of a foundation of a relationship here, and I'm going to keep building on it for him. Well, now, for our original 11 listeners, mm -hmm. many, many years ago, yes. we actually got Drake a girlfriend. Girlfriend may be a little strong, but yes. Okay, well, they went on a date or two. They did. Right? And that Maybe girl broke that. my little Drake's heart. He's never recovered from it. Did they not date? Were they not boyfriend girlfriend? It was close. It was close. I think on this show. We I set think up our little Drake got used in that relationship. His heart was broken. Uh, like so, we. This is not something we should be proud of. No, no. He's oh, still okay. recovering. Years later, he's still recovering from this. It's been okay. a decade now. I think. So you're, but you feel like this attempt to set him up will go better than the last. <laughs> I think so because at least I know she, she watches heart. a lot of Netflix uh, true crime documentaries. Yeah. So if she needs we to get rid up, of Drake. She knows how to do it cleanly. Right. So. He may end up in a freezer somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, listen. Be be minus. Be minus is great. I'd say. That's a step up for our show. We, so we owe a lot yesterday to uh, Lincoln Riley putting out a letter on Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that really helped us a lot. So that drove content that drove yesterday. Content, yes. It's all about content. Speaking about TJ. psychopaths that need their own documentary on Netflix. How about that guy? Yeah, sociopath. I think sociopath. Is a, a possible word there. Yeah. Well, we could talk about that a little bit later if you'd like. No, I. So I. Uh, uh, I was driving to Norman yesterday morning. The team meeting started at 7, and I was not about to be the guy that walked in late to a Brent Venables team meeting. <laughs> you cannot do that. No. So I got there at 6.30. I was the first guy there. 
And on my way, I caught the beginning of the T-Row in, in the morning show. And uh, that's kind of odd and weird and cool all at the same time. I was listening to you and Drake open the show the first 30 minutes of the, uh, yesterday before I got there. And um, let's see. This is a direct quote. Uh, I hope he gets tortured. That came out of your mouth. That didn't come out of my mouth. That was Drake yep. about Schmitty. No, that was a direct quote from T.J. Perry. I don't remember saying that. I think you're talking about uh, hoping that I have to endure a workout from Schmitty yesterday. <laughs> quote: I hope he gets tortured. <laughs> really? That's where we are. Hey, you didn't say. I came right back and said I can't make fun of him because I would be dead too. I said I couldn't I, handle the workout either because we, we went into whether you could handle the workout we're best, or not. We're, uh, we're best friends. Right. I hope he gets tortured was the exact quote that you dropped yesterday. <laughs> Leave me on a Thursday morning all alone with Drake. That was I right. supposed to feel. You left me. I didn't leave you. It was an opportunity for you to move across the glass and shine. I wasn't. I wasn't leaving you. I was. I was providing well, for I you have, an opportunity. I have shown way too much on the other side of that glass. I don't need to be <laughs> sh- shining no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got to tell you, I uh, I had a day yesterday, man. <laughs> you look like you had a busy day. There are a lot of. How was your there. day? How was your day yesterday? Uh, not as cool as yours. That was fine. I mean, just regular work you day. Any and baseball games? No, or, uh, just practice. We had a practice you last night. Did yourself in any way? A mm-hmm. practice? Okay. Mm-hmm. No. I, I I did mention yesterday on the, the, the air. You, I don't know if you were listening to it or not. Uh, my arthritis, I think, as I'm aging, is starting to – I think I'm starting to get arthritis in my knees and an ankle. Oh, my gosh. So – but, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, practice yesterday – um, actually watched really? a little NBA playoffs last night for the first time. That was the hey, most I've the watched. Mavs won again. Watched the Mavs last night. Um, Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Had a big crock pot of beans with the leftover Easter ham in it cooked up and ooh, some cornbread. Ooh. Oh, man, that's living right there. It's more of a cold-weather meal, but we were like, we need something that we can have ready for after practice, and I don't know how the beans and Ham got brought up, but we uh That's a good that that's what great. we went with. So that was delicious. So that was my that day sounds, yesterday. That sounds great, man. We would never have that. I would never be allowed to have that at my ah, house. that's why I sent you the picture of the day before too. You would never be allowed to have the meatloaf. Oh, yeah, meatloaf, so. yeah. yeah. Man, you're living large this week. <laughs> it's been a good eating. Practice week, so, go yeah. good. Did we work on our base running last night a little bit? Uh so uh, sort of. We had base runners, but it was mainly to work on defensive stuff, uh, scenarios gotcha. and everything, right. not necessarily the running. Man, I bet that was a long practice knowing you had beans and cornbread waiting on you when you got home. <laughs> we actually went a little shorter than normal. I said, I got to yeah. go. I got to go. <laughs> uh, hey, the weather for tomorrow is holding up okay. Uh, it looks like that. The storms are going to hold off. As of right now, it looks like the storms are going to hold off till tomorrow night. And uh, we're going to be okay tomorrow. So that's a good thing. Now, we're 
over 24 hours away, so this could still change. But right now the timeline is still looking like it's going to be windy. Mm-hmm. Maybe we might get a, a stray drizzle here and there. But the the lightning show and the bad stuff it doesn't look like it's going to come until like 6, 7, 8 p.m., something like that tomorrow. So knock on wood, let's keep it that way. There's a whole lot of people watching this weather forecast, I know. So we shall see. It's going to be 80 tomorrow, man. It's going to be beautiful. I'm really windy, but it's going to be a – it's not going to be free. We've had a few freezing spring games, and this is not going to be that. That's not going to be that, no. May get a sprinkler, too, like you said, a stray shower. Um, But it's going to be warm, warm, warm and windy. I I do uh, perhaps – when we come back, TJ, I need to tell you about my day. And in it, I did sit in on a operations meeting yesterday where it was discussed about what exactly will and won't be open at Owen Field. Something oh, you so and you, I... Will you actually give us inside information? We were questioning this yesterday. I got all kinds of information for you. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, this is exciting. Shackles are off, baby. Shackles are off. I got all kinds of things to tell you. I'm guys starting tomorrow. to believe the upper deck's uh, open now because of something that happened two days ago that you and I haven't got to discuss. So, well, let's I'll talk find about out it, what okay? you say when we come back. Let's talk about it when we come back. Let's just just let's just get it out there in the open, okay? Whew. Hey, we're back together. It feels good. I missed you, buddy. I'm glad you didn't get tortured. Shut up. 405-329-9000. If you'd like to call in, you can text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. I didn't say yet, I didn't get tortured. That's true, you didn't. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B. And I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show on the ref. This hour brought to you by Norman Regional Health System, the Norman Regional Hospital, the Healthplex, specialized professionals all across the Norman and Moore area serving South Central Oklahoma's health care needs. The band's back together. Those of you that were highly annoyed by Drake yesterday, he's gone, so... Wow, is that a big number of people? Uh, a lot of people uh, telling Drake to shut up yesterday and go away. That's uh, he, not he, true. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. That's not true. I'm serious. <laughs> Even after the show, he goes, oh, here's a text. Shut up, Drake. <laughs> ah, come on, people. Be they, nice they were the mad Drake. at him over the Lincoln-Riley stuff. Lincoln, uh, He oh. defended Lincoln. Huh. And he said, get this. He said, hey, Lincoln's a scumbag. But that doesn't mean that he cheated on his wife. And people are like, don't tell us what we can think about Lincoln Riley. Scumbag's not good enough. So <laughs> then they started telling me to shut up. I don't know, I don't know exactly <laughs> where your conversation went yesterday. That seems very <laughs> uncomfortable. Jeez. Uh, didn't go anywhere. It didn't go I'm anywhere. sorry, people. I will not leave again. Yeah, please don't leave again. <laughs> Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Hey, why can't Toby have meatloaf? Always love the show. Boomer. My wife is disgusted by meat, meatloaf. Uh, the so food, we do not, not the singer. Meatloaf. She's a big right, fan right, of the right, singer, right. yeah. 
So uh, if I want meatloaf or lasagna, because both of my, my daughter and my wife hate lasagna, if I want those two food items, I have to do it when, when they're out of town. Like, they don't want to look at it. Like, if I order it at a restaurant or something, that grosses them out. So. Just not allowed. Uh, Toby, was my beautiful daughter involved in these operations meetings? I miss her bunches. OU architect. I did not see her yesterday, no. Mm-mm. Not what? the one I was in, anyway. Uh, last one here says, question from a dad. What would you say to a kid if you saw a great future potential in a particular sport, but instead the kid wanted to play a sport he didn't have as much potential? That's from JAG in Oklahoma. I need more information on this topic. Um, first off, if you want to break in a glove, TJ, how would you recommend somebody uh, to break in well, a Well, I have a glove? YouTube video. Just go to YouTube, search TJ's uh-huh. glove break in, and uh, you can find it there. <laughs> I need to know the age of this child. Okay. Well, um, my first thing ahead, would TJ. be, um, so would you like see great potential question. in this one sport. He loves playing the other sport, or she loves playing the other sport. He or she, uh, did it say here, son or daughter? No, it just said kid. Um, if he or she is careful of the pronouns, very said, good, please. yeah, very good at one sport, but wants to play another, why aren't they playing both? I say play multiple sports. Play multiple sports all through your childhood. Quit specializing in one sport when this kid's 8, 9, 10 years old, 11 years old. Maybe when they get to high school. I'm even saying play multiple sports in high school. Most most coaches will tell you that. Don't specialize in one sport. So I would say if you really see potential, say, hey, I really would like you to continue to play this and, and grow in this sport, but support and encourage them in the other sport as well. You play both. It's really good advice. That's really good advice. They'll be a better athlete in the end if you play them in multiple sports. And they won't get burned out. No burnout. Uh, less likely to get burned out on the one sport that they play 12 months out of the year. I mean, I think age here is is vital to know mm-hmm. because yes. if they're super young, let, let them do what makes them happy, you know? Uh, you know, you got a six, seven, eight-year-old kid or something, and you think, I think he's a really good baseball player, but all he wants to do is play basketball. Well, let, let him play basketball. I mean, right. there's going to be plenty of time for them to find uh, what gives them joy. Fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter how good they are at something. If they don't enjoy it, they're not going to be successful at it and be happy in life. So you kind of got to let them do what floats their boat. You kind of got to let them do what makes them happy. Not that you can't sit down and have a conversation and say, listen, I see some talent in this area. I think you have a chance of maybe, you know, what I don't know, which maybe being a, getting a college scholarship or however you feel uh, the young, young boy or girl is in how good they are in their sport. But you can have that conversation, but they're not. If they don't like it, they're not going to like it. You know, that's so true. That's true. Don't force. Yeah, I don't think you should force a kid to do something just because you want him to do something. But, uh, you know, if they're older, if they're in high school or, or whatever, and and you, think, man, we got a chance to pay for some of college if you go this direction or whatever, then you can sit down and have a conversation and have, make a mature decision about it. But, man, when they're a kid, let them do what floats their boat. That's my opinion. Let them have fun. Unless that uh, sport that they love to play is soccer, then you do everything you possibly can to pull them away from that sport and tell them that's a garbage sport. Don't play that junk. I'm not going to take your hate on the show anymore. I mean, it's just (laughs) I'm sorry to everyone out there.
It's a hate-filled <laughs> diatribe by you. Yeah, okay, how was your day yesterday? Please tell us, because I'm curious about some of the stuff you've learned, especially the seating and stuff yesterday. I kept a journal. I kept a journal on my day yesterday. A little notepad? Did you have your gla- your readers on and write little notes? It's a journal. It's a little, it's a, actually, that's what it's made for. How I got a little that? journal. I was, uh, uh, when I MC or speak at something, you never know. It's a, it's a crapshoot, TJ, as to exactly if I'm going to walk away with, with anything. Sometimes people just shake my hand and say, thanks for coming. Sometimes people will actually pay me. That's always fun. And sometimes people will give me a gift. And uh, at one recent uh, engagement, I was given a journal after uh, after it. I think I emceed something. And it's a very nice little journal. And so yesterday I thought, well, here's an opportunity for me to use my journal. Because I know I'm not a journaler. You know what I mean? Like, I don't sit down every night and recap my day. That's what this radio show is for, basically. An audio journal of my life. But uh, I decided yesterday to take the journal. Did you put a little label on the front of it that said, my day as an OU football player? That's a really good idea. Yeah. No, I did not do that. Maybe I could do that. So I reached out uh, a few days ago and asked if I could come by practice. Uh, You know, like I always do. And Thad Turnipseed hit me back and said, Uh, Forget that. Why don't you be here at 7 a.m. for the team meeting and just hang out with us all day? Practice was at 9 yesterday. You guys were a little off on your timing. Obviously, Mr. Turnipseed does not know your schedule. And I said, uh, (laughs) I got a radio show, but I think uh, think they would probably be flexible with me if I told them what was going on. And he said, I think it'll be worth your while. So I did. And you guys were very kind to allow me to have the day off yesterday to do this. And... I'm going to tell you, it was one of the most fascinating days I've ever had on this job. Uh, it was really, really interesting and fun. Like I said, I was there at 6.30. I did not want to be late. I sat in the back of the team room and just kind of watched everybody file in, and all the coaches came back. And that was a lot of fun. You could tell how surprised they were to see me there. A couple of the carryover coaches were like, are you sure you're supposed to be here? <laughs> 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 from the, a couple of the coaches from the last regime they, they've had still the same got PTSD. feeling I did. Yeah, yeah over uh, like people showing up to anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was like, uh, I think so. And then uh, uh, I saw Brent and Thad and all the all the new guys. And the first the first shocking moment of the day for me is about ten minutes before team meeting. They had this countdown going on on the wall. Uh, they started cranking up music, TJ, to get everybody ready. And it was Christian music they were playing to get ready for the meeting. And I was like, huh, this is a different world. Right. It was fantastic. It was like some inspirational music, and a lot of the guys are coming in and singing along and everything. And and then they fired up some, uh, I don't know, some James Brown or something that they played. But anyway, and Brent, I guess, starts every meeting with an inspirational video. And the one he had yesterday was of Kobe Bryant accepting his Academy Award. Uh, remember he made a documentary or something that he got an Academy yes. Award mm-hmm. for? And the speech he gave when he accepted that uh, was kind of what he played to open the team meeting yesterday. And then they – this is going to take more than a segment, I'm going to tell you right now. 
And then they got into uh, notifying everyone what teams they were on for the spring game. Uh, you probably saw last night they finally sent out the red and the white team differentiations. TJ, did you see right. that? Mike yes. Houck sent that out? Okay. So Brent notified the team, and he started by letting them know that the, the two head coaches would be uh, Miguel Chavis and DeMarco Murray. And then he gave all of the assistant coaches who were on Team Red and Team White. And uh, and already, even before they announced the teams, the coaching staffs are kind of yelling trash talk at each other, which was pretty funny. And then he said, uh, we, in advance, tried to evenly split up the offense in a uh, Team A and a Team B. And we split up the defense evenly in a Team A and a Team B. And then we flipped a coin. And Coach Chavis won the coin flip. And so he got to pick first which of those four he wanted. Offense team A, offense team B, defense team A, defense team B. And he selected and he revealed what group of offense. He selected this offense. His first selection was this offense. And then Brent starts talking noise. He was like, first off, uh, Miguel Chavis is a defensive line coach, and I just want all you defensive guys to know his first pick was an offense. And, you know, he's trying to needle them a little bit. And then he, after he revealed which offense Miguel Chavis had, he revealed the offense that DeMarco Murray had, and he started telling all those guys, listen, I just want you to understand, you were not selected. Miguel Chavis decided he liked that other offense more than you guys. He started like, you know, he's like, Theo Weiss, Theo Weiss, you understand you were not picked, right? You were on the you were you were on the other team. And so it was a lot of fun and, and all the guys started talking trash to each other and uh, uh red team was talking noise and the coaches got into it and it was that was a lot of fun. Um and then just kind of went over the uh plan for the day and and I mean Brent's electric on a microphone. He's just constantly inspirational and just kind of hearing his um Vision for Saturday was fascinating and how he understands this is their first opportunity to show Sooner Nation kind of what their program is all about. It's like this is more than just a practice Saturday. Like we uh, we're on display like we're people will be judging everything we do Saturday from the way we run on and off the field to uh, the way you play to. Uh, the way I give instruction, everything is going to be evaluated by everyone in that stadium and watching on TV and listening on the radio because it's our first opportunity. Uh, I, I, here's something interesting. He he encouraged all his players to not use use abusive language because there's going to be women and children in the stands and, and a lot of, you know, he's like, I don't, we just don't need to carry our, ourselves huh. in that manner. I've never heard a college coach say that. I don't know like that, that I've ever heard a coach say that, and mm. it definitely wasn't said uh, in Utah last night. Certainly not a football coach, right? <laughs> I mean, right. maybe Lon Kruger. I don't know that I heard Lon Kruger say that. I think it was just assumed around him. He probably did at some point. Oh, but. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, it's a different world, man. Playing Christian music, coming into the team room, and encouraging guys not to use abusive language and things like that, it was really interesting so anyway just getting started i got more to tell you t row in the morning show on a friday we got a couple of special guests stopping by too i need to tell you about back after this the ref network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at brown o'haver fire wind theft tornado we can help 
Call 405-735-5510. All right, listen, I won't bore you with every detail of my day yesterday. I'll quickly go through the rest. But um, what are you talking about? This is great. High, high energy. I mean, it's it's seven o'clock in the morning and uh, it is. Uh, are you talking I, more I, energy than we bring at 7 a.m.? Oh, yeah. I, come on. I honestly felt like this is uh, uh, I, I need to like there was a part of me yesterday. I was like, I got to get a job with the football program. This is the greatest thing ever. You know, I was like <laughs> adrenaline's flowing and I'm fired up with uh, everything Brent says. All right, all right. Let me play. Let me play today, coach. Uh, so they, they transition out of the team meeting and they break off into uh, first an offensive and defensive meeting. And I went in the defensive meeting again, just sit in the back of the room. No, 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 special teams. Special teams was next. And uh, my favorite, uh, Kale was running that, and he was like uh, something. At some point he said something about uh, the weather. And um, he's he's like, uh, Toby Rowland in the back of the room with us. Uh, Voice of the Sooners, what's the wind going to be like tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, I, he's asking me for the weather forecast. And then he goes, uh, he goes uh, three claps. I guess when they, whatever they do, three claps. So I got a good razz in from Kale in the middle of their team meeting, which was a little bit embarrassing <laughs> and a lot of fun, too. This is what you're here for and what you're good for. What's the wind like? That's the whole reason I was there, so I could give a weather update. And then they went into the defensive meeting, and that was fascinating. Brent was in there with, with Ted Roof for that. And then they went into linebackers meeting. I decided to go to the linebackers meeting. And, again, it was Ted and, and Brent and that. And. You know, I it's like a foreign language. It really is. It's it's listening to them discuss what's like when Teddy talks sometimes, you know. When you hear them talk in detail about exactly how to play the position and fill the A gap and the B gap and which shoulder and splitting the V and the neck and all that kind of stuff, it's like, man, this is an entirely different language. And it's just fascinating just to watch coaches coach when that's not your sport. Uh, basketball, I understand everything everybody's saying. But football, um, you know, I don't. I didn't play at this level. And so it's uh, it's just really interesting to watch the best. I mean, Brent Venables is the best in the country at coaching defense, and there he is. He's coaching defense. And right. so watching film and correcting. And uh, one of the funny things that happened yesterday, I think it's okay that I tell this, is that in the whole team meeting, they pass out, and I don't remember exactly what it is, but they got like these, he's got these coins he gives out for extra effort. I think it was a coin. I'm not sure what it was, but he would toss it to a player. So they would show film from the practice the day before, and then he would he would point out extra effort by someone. Well, this extra effort was was for Javante Barnes and Chris Murray. Uh, in, a, in a play, uh, it was like a run up the middle between the tackles, and it was like a two-yard game. But they kept churning, and Chris Murray kept pushing Javante Barnes, and they got like an extra five, six yards at it. Like it's one of those where the pile just kept moving, and they got like an extra five or six yards because of the effort of the running back and the offensive lineman. And so the point of the video was to praise the running back and the offensive lineman for the extra effort. Well, Brent just couldn't help himself because included in that means there's a defense that allowed this. You understand? <laughs> yes, I got right. So before he could get to praising Javante Barnes and Chris Murray for the extra effort, he spent most of the time ripping the defense for allowing this to happen. Uh. Right, yeah, yeah. 
And then at the end, he kind of reluctantly said something like, uh, "Yeah, okay, I guess I'm, I guess I'm supposed to be praising Javante Barnes and Chris Murray here, toss them a coin." But he was so mad at the defense for allowing this to happen that uh, you know it took a second to reluctantly get to praising the running back. I asked Jeff Levy about that on the show last night. He just kind of chuckled. He's like, "Yeah, that's." Uh, and I asked Brent yesterday. We had a a Zoom meeting for the TV broadcast, and I said, are you finding it difficult to be thrilled for the offense when they make a play against your defense? Because it is also now your offense. And he said, yeah, I have not got there yet. <laughs> he said, I'm still, <laughs> as direct quote, I'm uncomfortable there. <laughs> he says, my instinct is let me fix the defense. Then I'll praise the offense. So he's still kind of, you know, he's been a defensive coach his whole life. Right. So anytime, I think it'll be that way tomorrow. Anytime a play is made, his initial instinct is we shouldn't have given that up rather than nice catch Theo Weiss or something like that. But at least that only affects him through, you know, practice and camps and things like that. Like, you know, once you get into game, then obviously that changes that when changes. it's not his defense. It's not your defense, field. right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. No, it'll be easy it'll be once easy. you get into game. It'll be easy in September. Yeah. Spring game will be torture. <laughs> Absolutely, we may the spring game. We may just all be sitting there while Brent yells at his defense over things yeah. for fifteen minutes. So, uh, okay. So then they went to practice. So that was two hours of meetings. TJ, there was team meeting, there was special teams meeting, there was a defensive meeting, there was linebacker meeting. And then uh, we went out and, and just watched practice. And basically practice was yesterday they, they were just working on, okay, red team and white team, let's let's split you guys up and let's make sure we know personnel because this is going to be different than, than we've done all spring. We don't have a first team and second team. We have a red team and a white team. So you're kind of getting used to who's on your red team. Does that make sense? Because it's not the top five offensive linemen on the red team. It's – two of the top five offensive linemen and three backups. Right. And it's not the four best wide receivers. It's two of the best wide receivers and two of the – because they want to try to make them even. So everybody's trying to make sure they knew who's the personnel packages on each team, who's the personnel packages on special teams, you know, punt block, punt return, all that kind of stuff. So there was a lot of running on and off the field, just making sure personnel packages were right yesterday and stuff. They did some drill work, and that's always fascinating to watch, but – the majority of the time was Brent with a microphone yelling first and 10 white offense, red defense. And they'd run onto the field and make sure they're right. And then run off and trash talking. It was just constant trash talking between the two teams that who's going to win the game tomorrow. So, um, and then he huddled them all up and gave them one more, uh, I'm proud of you speech for the spring. And here's, what's going to happen next week. Uh, once this is over, as far as taking care of your business and, uh, making sure you moved out of Headington at the proper time and when you're supposed to be back to campus to begin workouts, all that kind of detail stuff. And uh, and then Thad took me, Teach. And then I was I was Thad's responsibility the rest of the day. I went to his office, and I'd never met Thad before yesterday, and now we're best friends. Um, <laughs> I think Thad texted and called me probably 20 times yesterday all together. Uh, so... We we had a uh, we had meetings we had uh, let's see we had a operations meeting as far as Saturday's going to go like when the teams run out and when Brent's going to grab the mic and what about the marching band and all that kind of stuff when does the national anthem play what are we doing with all the returning players when are we going to introduce them there's going to be like 250 
alumni players that are there? Boy, I've seen, yeah. I mean, I day after day after day, someone else is tweeting out and putting up the picture like I'm back, you know. So seems like there's a lot. I've been, lot. I've been told, like, the latest edition is that Adrian Peterson intends to be there Saturday. Nice, nice. It's going to be... It's going to be a who's who. Uh, so we had that. We had uh, a recruiting uh, meeting that I kind of sat in the back of the room for with uh, J.P. Lossman and uh, Thad and uh, J.R. Sandlin and Lee. Um, uh, what's Lee, Lee Davis? Uh, and then there was another operations meeting, and then there was lunch. And it was finally at 2 o'clock or so, I, I just kind of peeled off and said, listen, i got to go get ready for the Rudy shows. And uh, thank you very much for your hospitality. I was I'd been there from since six thirty. It's like and, a day of uh, school for you. It really was, and it was it was interesting to watch. It re- it's interesting to watch. I think the most valuable thing for me was just meeting everyone. You know, like I knew Brent, and I spent some time with Brent yesterday. But I didn't really, and I knew the, the holdover coaches, but the new coaches maybe they had been on the Rudy show, but we hadn't spent any time together. I'd never met that. I'd never met the. J.P. Lossman. I had never met the uh, the the new guys, all the Clemson people that have brought in. Ryan Young, the director of Soul Mission. I had met, mm-hmm. jo- you know, I know the other guys, but I never met him. I spent a lot of time with him yesterday. and So that was good for me just to kind of get to know all those people who Woody Glass was, was there and got to chat with him. For, all those people will be valuable uh, going forward in my job and stuff. But, no, it's just fascinating to watch how it happened. Uh, as far as the stadium, um, I think they, as of last night, had sold approximately 60,000 tickets. And will be opening uh, at least one of the upper decks, depending on what kind of a walk-up crowd they get. Right, okay. Now, may, that may not happen immediately, because I think they want everyone to... You know, the majority of people they want them to move. Make sure the bottom, uh, the the lower bowl is full. Uh, but they will be opening one of the upper decks, assuming everybody that bought a ticket shows up. Plus, they're expecting a large walk-up sale as well. So, yeah, I don't know where you got your original information from. Everything's going to be staffed, uh, as far as you know, concessions and stuff in the upper deck and security and all that kind of stuff. Everything's going to be staffed. And if they need to, they'll open both sides, you know, if they get tons of people. Well, that's but, good. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I think there's going to be somewhere between sixty and 80,000 people there. It will definitely be the largest crowd in OU Spring. I'll have history. to readjust my guess then. No, you're stuck with your guess. You can't readjust your guess. I was I was making my guess based on seating not being available, but if it's available, I should be able to adjust mm. my guess. Tough cookies. Tough cookies your guess is your guess and we'll see on saturday how much you underestimated (laughs) okay all right we'll be back wake up with toby roland the t-row in the morning show weekdays from 6 to 8 a.m it's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun oh my god toby toby's getting held back by security t-row and tj on the home of sooner fans tj and coach back with you it's the T-Row in the Morning Show. Air Comfort Solutions text line. I did get a couple of uh, nickname requests yesterday. Request. From players. Oh, from players that wanted here's you to what, come here's up with Here's what something. I would like to be called. Oh, I yeah. got you. I got you. Yeah. yeah. 
I told him I, I, that is not an automatic request situation. Like I just <laughs> I don't I don't grant all nickname requests. So we'll have to see. They got to live up to it. Huh. Go ahead. I'm that's sorry. Tough. That's tough. That's tough, especially if they want to nickname themselves. You can't be doing that. Yeah, you that's. Can, I mean, that's let the thing. Flow like you naturally could, out of your mouth. If it came from high school, if that was already something people called you, that's one thing. If you've just been sitting in bed at night thinking, you know what, I'd really like to be the I uh, want to be the Red Hornet. Baron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I we're gonna. That's I got right of uh, veto power on that one. Absolutely, you do. Uh, this says rain or shine. Two coming from Altus for our first spring game. Excited about BV Sweet. era. Boomer. Uh, Toby, I feel you. My wife is also disgusted by meatloaf. Fortunately, our wives have better taste in men than they do in food. (laughs) 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 Uh, is it, is it weird that every time I do sit down to eat meatloaf, you're the first person I think think of? of? Yes. That's why I sent you that (laughs) picture the other night. (laughs) I think that pro, I, I shouldn't speak for you. I think that happens in my life a lot in a lot of different situations because there's so much that applies to this show that we've talked about that there are a lot of times where I'll be like, uh, I see a boat and I think about you or something like that. Oh, so, that's sweet. That's yeah, sweet. I think about you a lot, my friend. Uh, there's a lot of smoke out there that an Oklahoma NIL collective is uh, going to be announced soon, the One Oklahoma Initiative. Do you guys know anything about it? Did you get the inside info on that yesterday? What's your next text message? <laughs> Please bore us with all of this. This is so entertaining. So they don't want you to stop. They don't want you to stop. They want more info. I don't. Th- I think that's sarcastic. I think they were bored by it. Oh well, oh. if they're bored by it, guess what? Change the channel. <laughs> hey, did you People do on this date yesterday? That. We did not. No, we did okay. not. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. We got on the date coming up, and then we got Skip Johnson coming up live in the eight o'clock hour. OU baseball tonight at Kansas. Tyler Kofer is going to join us next hour, the new associate AD for marketing at OU. They're going to be doing some new things with Brent, and he's going to tell us about some new traditions that are going to be started. Uh, All that ahead, back after this.